a valuable person. You're not a number. You're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI or any technology or anything because you're unique, your uniqueness. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. If AI was sentient, it would be jealous of you. I see you and you see yourself. Who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement, some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day or end your day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you are a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs, your traditions or your tribes, you are the value in this economy and you're seen. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you are and for what you create. If you're working a job and you're homeless or houseless and you have to live in shelters or cars, this podcast is dedicated to you. Your resilience is recognized and you're not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up in the morning. Do you know what I do? First, of course, I smell the inside of my nose. Then I hold on to the bed and I make sure I'm really here because it's hard to believe. And then I exhale and I step outside and make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are. And that's a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. It is. That is scary for a lot of people. How you doing? I'm Herschel. I'm Herschel Sterling, commercial Herschel, and I'm here to help. And today is day 13 of Flash Fiction February. Flash Fiction February. I did two podcasts yesterday. Today it's just back to one. And today's story is kind of cool. It is about time travel. And it's about how humanity becomes introduced to time travel. It's a big surprise. The title of this story is called Time and Vigilance. And it's part one. And... The subtitle is Humanity is Introduced to Time Travel. And ChatGPT had lousy titles. But I did steal one word. I stole the word vigilance from one of the subtitles. Or from one of the titles or something. But, you know, at some point we are going to figure out how time and space move. And then we're going to get inside of that movement. And then Tecumseh... Tecumseh Skarsgård had to go through some things before he realized what was happening. So welcome to day 13 of Flash Fiction February and our story begins, Time and Vigilance, Part 1. In 2024, during an expedition to the edge of the solar system, a frequency was discovered, a grid matrix of points surrounding a section of the solar system that included Mars and everything inward. This frequency is in the photonic range, similar to Earth's latest advanced photonic projectile launch system. The origin and purpose of this grid are unknown. This classified information is kept from the general public, of course. 
It's now 2032, and a mission is initiated to protect the Earth as our magnetic field is weakening. Tecumseh Tex Skarsgård is going to go to Mars in order to set up an observation station from which most of the project will be managed. This is Tecumseh at a press briefing. I not only get to set up the guard shack, I get to live there, Tex says. We're going to set up a force field around our area of the solar system that will help to locate and repel meteors and asteroids as they approach Earth, Tex tells the press during a briefing. Our natural field weakens every so often, and it usually coincides with a bumpy ride through an asteroid belt, he says. We want to see if we can avoid that eventuality this time around, he continues. Mars will be our HQ, and there will be 11 other equidistant stations placed in a grid around the sun, he goes on. This configuration will project a web throughout the inner solar system that will mimic and possibly be an improvement to our magnetosphere. The main focus will be Earth, of course, but everything inward from Mars will also be protected. Uh, Tex, what's the time frame on this, a reporter asks. We expect to be finished with everything in two years. That includes my trips to and from Mars, he responds. Do you think that's a little ambitious, Tex asks another member of the press. This isn't the entire scope of the mission, Tex says. Things have been underway for a while now. Much of it is classified, of course. The work on Mars is actually the final stage of the mission. What should we expect in terms of progress reports, Tex, a reporter asks. He responds, you'll want to keep an eye on the skies. There will be a lot of testing and adjusting during the setup process, and there should be some pretty cool light shows once we get started. You'll see some laser alignments, he continues. Those will be fairly common. You'll see connections between the stations using visible laser light as a grid measurement apparatus. Once that's complete, you'll see a lot of testing of the photonic projectile system. That's a backup system in case something gets through the field. We'll be able to superheat a meteor to dissolution or essentially dissipate an asteroid. Just convert it into a dust cloud, Tex explains. What are the odds, Tex? A reporter asks. What are the odds that this works? What's your best guess? 100%, Tex says. There's a 100% chance that once the project is functional, we'll be 100% safer because up until that point of completion, we would have no chance. A chance is 100% better than no chance. End of part one. Fake ad right here. Evoking questions for your smart brain to ponder. 20, 30 minutes tops. Ease into your morning. Bedtime. Wake up. Sleepy time. Without any fear porn or panic media. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. All right, there it is, part one of Time and Vigilance, the introduction of humanity to time travel. What about that? What do you think about that? It's kind of crazy. doesn't really make a lot of sense right now. We're talking about bolstering the magnetosphere, but 
What's that got to do with time travel? What's that got to do with time travel? And what does that have to do with that grid that they found? They found a grid in 2024, but in 2032, they're setting up a mission on Mars and a bunch of equidistant nodes all around the sun. What in the world is going on? I'm uh, I'm Herschel Sterling, and this is Smell the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now. You can find me on all the podcasting apps, especially Fountain. Hello, Fountain. You're the best. Also, you can find me at Substack at commercialherschel.substack.com. That's the best place to find me right now. You can also find me at other places like BitChute at Commercial Herschel or Herschel Sterling. And you can find me at Rumble at Herschel Sterling with um, the Rumble Early Risers channel. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. I'm really behind on my videos right now, but they're catching up. I'll slowly catch them up. And then there's other places too. Like if you're into Web3, and the Lightning Network, I am at Herschel, at Noster, and at Stacker News, and all of those. So I hope you'll come and find me at any of those places, and I hope you'll tune in for part two of this series in Flash Fiction February. There will be, I think, three parts to this. I think there's going to be part one, part two, and part three, I think. So that's how that's going to go, and I hope that you'll tune in. Yesterday, I would like to just announce briefly, I did a special podcast yesterday that was an hour long, and it was just like about the Super Bowl, and it was about Tucker Carlson meeting Putin, and it was about censorship, and it was about free speech, and it was about the role of government and what it's supposed to be versus what it is, and all of these other things that I've been thinking about lately, just getting those things off of my chest. It's called Special Holy Dispensation from Official Sources Familiar with the Matter 3. Because it's my third one of those. So you can just go find that if you want to. Alright, that would be cool. You'd enjoy it, I think. You'd find some, hear some challenging thoughts in there, possibly. I'd like to challenge you in a peaceful way to think about things. But anyway, look. Let's do the send-off. Let's read the final thing that I read every day. And I do it the same every day, only different. The beginning, I do a two-minute introduction that you could fast-forward if you want to. And at the end, I do another three-minute send-off, like an outro. You know, so the middle of the podcast is the meat of it, and then the intro and the outro. So you can fast forward in through the introduction easily and just go right to the podcast part. So here's the send-off. The same every day, only different. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We're on such a small planet and such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We're a moment. We're an instant in an infinite universe. We're an infinite in an instant universe. 
And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap. Just like the snap of a finger like this. The instances of existence are so closely layered together that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already and it's hard to believe we're even experiencing it. And I hope we can be here tomorrow. There's a lot of crazies out there and I hope we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that it makes us insignificant, but I strongly disagree with them. The fact that we are so improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We're conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We're consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You're a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox. And I'd say that's rather significant, wouldn't you, in the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter, to use space, the essence of your energy and your planning and the time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction is immeasurable. It's immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse. Do you know why? Because it expands as far as you're able to observe into the infinite universe. Because your observation affects it. You're so rare. You're not only a body, you have radiance. You radiate. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there's light. You're a luminescent jewel. You can shine on yourself and within yourself. You're significant beyond the perception of anyone else. You shine on yourself while you shine on other people. And what an honor that you shine on me. Thank you. Now, smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. <laughs>